Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers, David Cervantes, K.S. Tangy, and Amber D. You are the pad to our tie. <laughs> Everyone, the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. You are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the cover for Patrick Rothfuss's new novella, The Narrow Road Between Desires, has been officially released. The reimagining of Rothfuss's story, The Lightning Tree, is still on track to release on November 14th, and is currently sitting at a 2.18 star rating on Goodreads. Oof. Because <laughs> I think people are a little annoyed about this whole situation i don't know it's whatever at this point for me <laughs> like it's yeah. just been such a drawn out process it's just like a, he'll put out what he's putting out there's so many other things to read it might be i've heard yeah. the lightning tree is pretty cool it's about bast um yeah sure i mean I'll, getting I'll probably get that it. low of a ranking huh i think people are review bombing it you think it's you just know? kind of like a more of a statement about their frustration with him not releasing the um door of stone or whatever that book's going to be called <laughs> the doors of stone yeah um I don't know if that's all he's got in the tank. It's all he's got in the tank. You know, that's my opinion on it. If anybody was wondering about it, it's like, yeah, I'll probably check it out when it comes out. I wish Doors of Stone would come out. That'd be really cool. But I've, I've, I feel like I've harped on about this so many times. <laughs> like it, yeah, I know. I can only like complain so much. Well, I can, you know, you can complain a little bit and you can also, you know, you can be kind of sympathetic and just this. I feel like I oscillate between the two. You know, sometimes I'm just like, ah, it'd be so cool to read that and get all these answers. And then sometimes I'm like, if he's not physically or mentally or both like capable, like doing it, it's like, it. what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah. poke him, like physically I wish, poke him. I wish I could be friends with him so I could like send him encouraging texts, you know? Oh, that's yeah, adorable. <laughs> yeah, something, you know, then other than just like, complaining yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, if, well if you're listening and you're looking forward to that the cover came out it's a pretty cool looking cover it's very much in line with name of the wind and wise man's fear and slow regard of silent things it's all like kind of the same font and same it's just like a picture of like a cool thing or depending on what you think is a cool thing <laughs> uh also in other news hbo's house of the dragon has been nominated for eight emmys including outstanding wow. drama series eight of them it's pretty cool. It eight deserves. Of, that's it. a lot. It really does. It deserves eight Emmys. I I would say maybe not to win eight Emmys. There's like a lot of really good shows out yeah. there, but it deserves some Emmys for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that one really took us by surprise. It was so interesting because, as many of you will remember, Evan and I did a episode about each episode of the show in tandem with a episode about each uh, episode of the Rings of Power show, and I really thought that the new Game of Thrones was going to kind of let me down and that Lord of the Rings was going to be awesome. And so then, the other way around. <laughs> it was the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings kind of let me down. It was just like a lot of money, but not really like the juice, the meat and potatoes of the story. Uh, also in uh, other other news, I've got three news items oh, wow, today. news and hard. Yeah. Uh, Robert Jackson Bennett, author of the Divine Cities trilogy and the Founders trilogy, which we will be reading next year. I've heard it's incredible. Uh, he has announced a new book called The Tainted Cup, which will be released on February 6th, 2024. This new title will be a spin on a classic crime story. I'm not really sure what classic crime story i don't, I don't really read classic like crime stories i don't know what's the uh, most classic crime you think uh like theft. probably theft yeah i would yeah, imagine like yeah chicken thievery 
<laughs> stick thievery. They stole my yeah, stick. like some eggs or something. But yeah, that's uh, that's about it for news. Like Patrick Rothfuss news is almost a big deal, but it's just like I don't know. Eh. I'm going to complain again. I'm sorry. I won't go down that Complaining road. We again. just had it's, this conversation. It's cool. Yeah, I've definitely gotten a little bit of pushback sometimes when I post about Name of the Wind or, or King Killer in general or whatever. Because I, you know, you listening, you you know, I mean, I make a lot of recommendation videos and stuff, and people are always like, "Don't do it. Don't recommend Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear because it's just pain. Like it just hurts." And it, I don't know. I, I always kind of disagree with it. It's like I don't know. That's a, at least that first book is a banger so book. Like it's good. it's like worth experiencing how good of a book that is even with absolutely i've got complaints about it and stuff and i think wise man's fear is like it holds pretty much up to that standard but it's just not quite as good in my opinion but they're worth a read in my opinion absolutely it's like saying like don't try like a burger king burger but with you know getting the fries or something no just have the burger enjoy it yeah it's kind of disappointing but like whatever (laughs) it's still worth you're better for it i think maybe (laughs) at least name of the wind that book is so good yeah name of the wind like hits hits really well but, you so know, if, if you are the kind of person that just can't stand the weight, then don't do it. You know, no, if you know yourself no. better than we do. But uh, tell me about your week. Oh, man, I've been uh, just having some fun. Man, we picked such a wonderful combo of reading yeah. Red Rising with Faithful and the Fallen. Um, I've started into Valor, not super far into it, but uh, definitely bitten a little chunk into it. And I like it. It's got I'm excited to talk and get in a little more uh, depth with you about it, because there's some things that I like. There's some things that I don't like, but it is very nice to be back in like a classic epic. And I think what will turn out to be like a high or excuse me, high and epic fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely trending that way already. Uh, I made a video today on TikTok about my thoughts on Malice, and I'm we'll be doing an episode. We should have an episode out on like Wednesday for everybody, hopefully. These episodes are going to take just a little bit more effort on mine and Chad's yeah. part. Like, there's so much going on in these books. There's so much more going on in these books than what we typically read. We just got to like sit down and put a little bit more prep time than we usually do into it. Uh, there's no recaps anywhere on the internet either. Oh, man. <laughs> so we got to write our really own, unfortunate which to is hear. fine. Yeah, we, we can we can totally do that. I could probably the two of us will be able to to put together. Yeah, a I'll really start at solid... the back. You start at the front. We'll meet in the middle or something. Though this book will be very difficult to do that because there's so many. Characters. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I I stress that in my TikTok video about how. There's just so much to keep track of. But um, yeah, a lot of people in the comments definitely seem to be like they, they kind of echoed that sentiment. But I had some people that were like, oh, my God, I, I stopped reading it because it was so confusing, which I feel you for sure. Like a couple hundred pages in, it's like, OK, we're back yeah. with Corbin. Like, what the hell is going on <laughs> now? You know, but it really does turn into it. It's a thing by the end, for sure. There's yeah. some real highlights of that book and not even that many low moments. It's just. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. I would. I was uh, looking forward to maybe perhaps a little bit more of a simple save the world tale, but uh, not going to happen. So that's okay. It's okay. I'm a fair ways into Morningstar as well. Oh, I haven't which... even started it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like sixty percent done or something. Look like out that. for the Golden yeah. Sun episode tomorrow, everybody. Yeah, uh, that was fun. We had a long. That was a long one. That was Man, a long that's been one. Brutal yeah. to edit. It's taking a while. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it was like two or three hours of yeah. us just going off. There's yeah. three of us now though, so it's, it's a lot more to edit. Lots of notes, man. Because Golden Sun was. <laughs> So it good. was one hell of a book. And Morningstar is also very good, but it's, I think, my least favorite of the three so far. 
it's very good. It's just like seems kind of transitionary, you know? Yeah, I mean, we have books four, five, and six to get to. Yeah, as well. we do. We have a lot of books ahead of us. <laughs> so stoked. I uh, I danced a little bit with some Hugh Fights with Monsters this week. Not too much, but a little bit. I got a little bit farther into Misery, but not too much. Strangely, uh, one of our lovely listeners sent me an audiobook gift of Beware of Chicken. Oh, cool. <laughs> and Sweet. I've kind of been into it, man. Yeah. It's like a, I can, it's comparable to like Legends and Lattes kind of, and it's like level of like lightheartedness. Sticks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like very nice. Chill. Yeah. And like at first when I started getting POV chapters from the chicken, I was like, huh. What did I get myself not, into? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm into this. But then now I really like the chicken. And there's some of my favorite. He has a really unique perspective. <laughs> like, of course. It, like the book takes itself just seriously enough. That's so but, neat. like not too seriously. I really like it. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Thank you, Kevin, for sending me that. That was very nice of you. He also sent me the coolest uh, little notebook because he knows that I like uh, He Who Fights with Monsters. And he got He Who Fights with Recipes. What? Like this cool little notebook. Yeah, just like an awesome like little notes. And it's nice because it doesn't have the dot. It doesn't have lines as uh, in there. It has dots. And I don't want just blank pages because then I just like drop and it yeah, looks really sloppy. But like I sometimes draw little pictures and stuff too, especially since uh, I picked up a guitar a couple weeks ago and I've been trying to learn that. And Evan's been nice enough to be helping me out. I can draw like the tablature on it with the line. So it works out perfectly. Oh, hell yeah. That's Evan, really nice. Killing your game. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. Oh, and I started re- um, watching Dragon Prince. Oh, cool. Uh, based on your recommendation. Yeah. So it's awesome. Think? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's super fun. It's like. Uh, I think I, th- I might have mentioned this on an episode like a long time ago, but I've heard like the consensus seems to be that uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is a kids show for adults and that The Dragon Prince is a, an adult show for kids. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can get that for yeah, sure. For sure. I got that exact vibe because like The Dragon Prince, uh, it's, it seems like a, it's a little there's like it's not just Aang and Katara and Sokka and um, uh Uncle Iroh and Zuko. That's his name. Zuko, Jeez, nice. Sorry. sorry, everybody. We're all, we're usually on our game. Um, but yeah, like Dragon Prince feels a little bit more expanded. There's like a few more storylines happening. Totally. There's four seasons of it. It's a fifth one coming out in like a week. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Are you all four through? I'm like halfway through the third season right now. So Okay. How does it go as far as season to season? It just keeps getting better. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's just like the, the story gets more rich, gets more in depth characters get better everything like i feel like the first couple episodes are a little bit like oh it's another joke that's oh he stole yeah, food yeah. like wow ah. yeah but no it gets really serious kill him. And, okay yeah, it gets really good soon okay yeah. cool because it is it is very like simple you know it's been like what i fall asleep to or something to watch before bed or you yeah. know if i uh read something heavy oh, i'll like, be binging it before that. long like the oh, episodes yeah. are really short and sweet too and it's just you'll, you'll watch like five of them not know what happened they really, I like the world a lot. Yeah, it's very it good. It kind of reminds me of Akatar. Because, like, all way? the elves have split from the humans and they're like, had a big war and they're like, nope, we're oh, making yeah. a wall. And then I they just divide so. the whole thing, you know? Oh, that is really similar to Akatar. Yeah, it's super Akatar. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so that's about it for me. How's your week been going? Tell me about, uh, you're like, I know you've been revising a lot of your book for the first half but and then sent it out to the betas so that's exciting yeah i sent to a, i sent angie kills the king out to some beta readers i've already gotten some really great feedback that's really nice of you everybody i really appreciate you taking time out of your day to read that stuff 
Um, and I know that a lot of people really wanted to get their hands on a beta copy. Um, and I, I mentioned this in the, in the Discord, but uh, if you didn't get a copy of the beta draft, it's not because I don't want you to read it. It's just like if I have like a thousand people telling me what I need to right. do, I'm just I'm there's helpful and there's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I really I want everybody to read it soon. And there's probably some fairly major changes, some a lot of minor changes I need to make. But I kind of took a break on it this week. And I've just been kind Good of focusing on other stuff. So yeah, like I finished Malice, finally. We just talked about that. I liked it a lot. Um, I've heard that the next three books just keep, get, keep getting better. So uh, Malice was really cool. This took me a while. I think it'll help once we have a little more of that story under our belt. Right? Totally. To yeah, like... the, that first book was just a lot of like, okay, wait, where, <laughs> yeah. where, where are we again? Oh yeah, it's yeah. this guy. All right, what? This what was he doing? Like 60 pages from POV to POV. It was like, wow. Yeah. It's a lot sometimes. I've read a book called What Remains of Us in the End by Brandon Baker. He's a horror writer. It was good. It was like super short and sweet. It was like 115, 119 pages or something like that about this kind of like burnout kid and his burnout friend who kind of get roped into a plot to rob a haunted house. Oh. It was it was it's such a solid idea and like the writing was good and it's just this indie indie book um by Is Brandon it... Baker who you might know Brandon Baker he's a, a horror book talker but he sent me that copy as an advanced readers copy and I finally got to it and I'm really happy I read it it was it was such an easy breezy horror read I mean don't nice. if you it, I said all that but just remember. <laughs> This is like a horror book talker. Uh, he reads, he read a lot of Splatterpunk for a while. It's pretty gruesome. So just, you know, check the content warnings. He lists the content warnings in the beginning of the book. Just, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> is it pretty heavy? Yeah. And sometimes I, I, I read a lot of horror and sometimes I forget that not everybody reads a lot of horror. And I'm like, I read this. It was awesome. And people are like, right. oh, I guess I'll check it out. And we would just hold your breath for a second, let out a breath <laughs> and then go check this out. If you want to read something kind of gruesome, he's got a really like light touch with it too. You know, I mean, it's not just like a big book full of disgusting stuff, you know? Right. That's um, nice. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I'm still reading Watchers by Dean Koontz, but I might DNF it. I don't know. I'm just like not that into it. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I just don't really like Dean Koontz's writing that much. Like, I'll probably muscle through it because I kind of just want to see what's happening. He's a little vanilla. Like, I don't know. He just doesn't excite me at all I don't with his writing. Maybe, maybe I need to read Phantoms or Strangers or something. Like, I'm going to read one Dean Koontz book, but I don't know. I'm not totally committed to reading it. I'm not committed to DNFing it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm also reading Half the World, which is book two in Shattered Sea. I'm like yeah, halfway baby. through it. It's solid. I like the two main characters even more than the first main character in the first yep. book. I think it's a lot better. Um, I, yeah, I don't really have like a ton of notes about it. It's just like a nice romp with some decent political play, but like not a ton of it. It's like still very grounded with the characters and like what's going on in this, like between these two specific point of view characters and stuff. And I feel like it's, it's kind of cool too, because I feel like, like the, the world building is sufficient, but it doesn't dig into it for the entire book or anything. It's just, it's there. And it's kind of like that with his first law books and stuff like that too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like digging into like the whole history of Styria and everything. It's like, it's kind of just what you need to know. And we're going to focus yeah, on these exactly characters. exactly what you need to know. Um, I like these books a lot. Like they're not, they're not incredible, you know? No. Like the Shattered Sea books, like Chad and I just released an episode on it and it was like 29 minutes because we just didn't yeah. have like that much to say about it's it. It's not, I mean like, yeah. it's and it's probably one of the reasons why we're liking it so much, right? Yeah. Yeah. what have we said about faithful in the fallen like it's just so much it's so much and then this is like it's so not so much it's so nice and just simple and easy and totally delightful um, but you know if you're not going into it with that mentality of looking for that and being stoked about that then you might be like what the hell joe abercrombie <laughs> this is kind of a simple little story you know, yeah you should definitely read some i mean do what you want but uh read some 
Muslim first law, you know, yeah. uh, or not reach out and see, I can't tell you what to do. Uh, also I'm still reading fellowship of the ring. Um, I'm still not, I'm not even out of Moria yet. I've just been kind of reading it as I fall asleep. So I guess it's, it is technically a reread. I mean, technically I reread it when I had COVID in December, cause I listened to all the books on audiobook, but I was kind of oh, like wow. drifting in and out of consciousness. You know what I mean? I had like a really bad strain like of COVID. Comas don't count. It was really bad. And so, yeah, I mean, I was just, I would just pick up where I, <laughs> I would like let it play, you know, while I was sleeping. And I think I had like sleep timers on and stuff for it, but still I did not absorb all of it. So this time I'm reading it all, but yeah, I'm only reading like 10 pages a night or something like probably less. Take a minute to get yeah, through the Lord of the Rings series that way. Yeah, but I love it. I mean, yeah, Tolkien is just, you know, it's it's weird. Like, if you just pick up Lord of the Rings and, like, open it up to a random page in, like, the two towers, the prose is going to look a lot different than what you're used to. But it's just like with a lot of classics, you know, it's like if you read Oscar Wilde or Jane Austen, Alexander Dumas or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, especially stuff like, like even like H.G. Wells, Robert Louis Stevenson, stuff like that. The wording, language, sentence structure, punctuation, grammar, all that stuff. It's a lot different than like contemporary writing. So absolutely. But it's interesting because like while you're reading it, like when I started reading uh, Pride and Prejudice, I was like noticing all these commas in weird places and I was just like, oh, that was that sentence was like so much longer than it needed to be. Just Mm -hmm. tell me this, you know, and we're so used to like a certain um, kind of like brevity with writing and diction and stuff. And punchiness that has been really popular lately, I feel like. But the longer you read it, the more used to it you get. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty fast. Like it's pretty quickly. You kind of get used to the way it's written and you start kind of really falling into it. Uh, so that's Tolkien right now. It's going great. Uh, I'm also reading Dungeon Crawler Carl. Um, oh, yeah. Which is so yeah, a lit RPG, it's, right? It's a lit RPG 4A. Um, I like it a lot. I'm only a few chapters in. Like every building in the world flattened itself. What? And then. <laughs> like and down to two dimensions? Kind of just like down to the ground. Um, okay. Did it kill millions? Like, I guess so. And like the only, Whoa. like the, the main character and the, his ex girlfriend's cat survived. How? Hey. He was, he just happened to be outside in his underwear chasing after his cat or his his ex-girlfriend's cat. It's such a good setup. I like the writing. It's very fast paced. Uh, This is pretty fun. I don't think I'm into it enough yet to say that I'm like loving it because it's kind of setting everything up and it's very like the, the voicing is really cool. Like it's very, it's like a drunk guy at a party is telling me about like this weird thing that happened to him. okay like kind of how it's written it's pretty cool uh but yeah i'll I'll, kind of update everybody more on how my foray into lit rpg is going next week when i give it a little more love then lastly uh i started another thing (laughs) wow (laughs) because i just can't stop just picking stuff up but i know i know i'm reading claymore which is a manga oh oh my god Oh my God, it's so awesome. Really? <laughs> it's so fucking Tell me about good. It. Okay, so in, I made a TikTok video about it um, and I was I was very upset because nobody had told me about it, but then everybody in the comments was like, we've been telling you about this for years. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, you probably have. But um, basically, there are the, there's like this group of women called Claymores, but they don't call themselves Claymores. Everybody else does. But they're like these... They're, okay, how do I put this? So the the island or like the world that this takes place is kind of like um, infested with these things called Yoma, which are like these shapeshifter demon monster things. Like skinwalkers? Yeah, they can kind of like look like humans and imitate humans and stuff. And the only people that can detect them are these claymores who just 
they're just these armored women who walk who walk the countryside killing these things and they've got these big giant claymore swords but they're also half yoma they like infected themselves to be able to detect these things interesting are they like a hive mind sort of thing no they're not but there's just there's all these like specific rules i love rules in a system like this like not necessarily magic systems like i do love a good well thought out heavily ruled magic system and stuff but i love i've noticed that like manga and anime does this a lot too where they're kind of just like okay here's the situation here are all the rules here we go you know and here's um, our madhouse right um but it's so it's so good i mean like the main character's name is claire at least i i think the main character i think claire is the main character um but it's, it's just the idea it's like the it's like the female witcher or it's like i've heard it's it referred to as like oh. berserk for girls but like i don't know berserk is also for girls so i don't know why but, <laughs> but like you know what i'm saying though it's like you know the the trope of like the like wandering warrior is very very played out very I've, played I've out. mostly only seen it attributed to men but it's really cool that it's just like this group of women who they all they all travel like they're all like solitary you know they like rarely travel together it's so cool man like I, how big is the island i don't know seems like it's pretty pretty big i'm like 30 chapters into it and it's like okay. 150 chapters but it's awesome like seriously it's way up there already with like vinland saga and berserk and i'm reading vagabond wow. after this and apparently vagabond is like incredible oh, yeah i've heard really yeah. good things about that yeah it's that um sign in manga stuff you know like that yeah it's like epic fantasy manga I'm so into it. And if you have any suggestions, everybody, just please let me know because I'm trying to read all the stuff. I mean, there's Vagabond after this. And I think um, Kingdom is another one that's supposed to be really, really good. I started reading Demon Slayer and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't really get into it. I don't know what it was like. I, maybe hmm. I need to watch the show. I think I've watched like a couple episodes of the show. I like I the I idea. Too, and I didn't really like it. I just, I just couldn't connect with the main character very much. He was just like, ah, this bad stuff is happening to me. Oh, my sister. And I was just like, what the hell is going mm -hmm. on? Like, I don't know. Maybe it gets really good later. I'm not discounting Demon Slayer, uh, but yeah, Claymore is really, really good. That's what I'm doing right now. And lastly, I started watching a show that everybody's been telling me to watch. I started watching The Bear. Whew. The Bear. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, it's about this. Okay, I don't want to give too much away, but Is it's it Netflix? like it's on Hulu. Uh, okay, it's about a like failing sandwich shop in hmm. Chicago. Okay, um, that's all I'm gonna say about it so far. But it's it's like it's giving me like flashbacks of working in oh, kitchens I really like and the working actor. in restaurants. Yeah, that guy's really cool. Um, yeah, he's all, from the whole uh, ensemble is really good. He's from Shameless, um, I think, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, this show is great. It's really, I'm like trying not to binge the entire thing because like I've got stuff to do. I'm trying to stay productive and stuff, but man, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It's just like a really well put together show. I'm so happy. I love I'm me a good it. delicatessen, you know, and a show about a delicatessen I could hate. I, I can't think would be bad, you know, Dude, like, like 15 minutes into this show. I was just like, Oh, I'm watching the entire thing. I love it. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> really? well, I mean, I've worked in kitchens for and like restaurants and just the service industry in general for so long. Yeah. I have you know, worked like, a lot of like jobs seeing like this super stressed out guy, like drop something and then scream S corner as he's like going around yeah, a corner. corner. It's just like, Oh my God, I've just been in that. I've been like literally where these people are standing so many times for hours. I met you at a service industry job totally yeah uh so you know how it is and i think a lot of people can relate to it but um yeah really good writing 
great acting the music i mean like the first episode had a wilco song and like that wow. takes place in chicago the song is called via chicago wilco's from chicago and i was just like oh my god they totally figured it all out for me somebody's a wilco fan i love wilco so much yeah, i like wilco too <laughs> Oh my god, they're like one of the best bands. I call Wilco the American Radiohead, and um, nice. That's fair. I think it is, and if you, I think if, it is too. If you disagree with me, that's fair. But I think Chuck Klosterman said that, so take it up with him. You know, <laughs> he knows what he's about. But yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I've been playing some video games, kind of. Uh, not really. Just been kind of reading, and I was doing a lot of writing at the beginning of the week. I've just been in like a uh, a haze of weird stress because i kind of sent this manuscript out to some people it's been nice to get some feedback but it still feels like a weird cobbled yeah. together mess like it's hard hard to let it fly like i don't know yeah Gotta let it's ready to go it's very weird so uh we started doing another episode this week. Uh, tell everyone about that before we move on to the uh, fun fact. Sure. So if you if you hadn't listened to last week's Friday Forge, everybody, Chad and I started writing a story together. Um, but it's not it's not really together. I would say. I mean, it's more it like kind of is. It's like <laughs> it's like we're writing a story at the same time. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we're writing it together. But we're like at Chad, the same story. Basically, Chad wrote the first chapter, and then I read it. And then next week, I'm going to write the second chapter, and Chad's going to read that. And then we're just going to keep flipping back and forth every week. The goal is to write a coherent, cohesive, interesting right. story, of course. But we also kind of want to surprise each other, too. And give right, we want to have different... fun with it. Yeah. So also like, make a good story. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're not doing a James S.A. Corey thing where we're like, we don't have a big whiteboard. We're like, okay, here's what we're no. going to do. Like, no, that's not quite what this is. It would be really fun if we got like 40 or 50 chapters together, maybe in like a year, year and a half to put it to put it together, release it, maybe make get something it, out of it, maybe get it edited or something. Yeah, so I'm sure it's going to be, be nasty. Fun. <laughs> It'll be up on YouTube for everybody to listen to also um, on its own playlist. Once we get a few episodes put together, we'll kind of string them together in a playlist. That's uh, really fun. I mean, it's a good exercise because like, you know, writing reactively to what Chad does. I feel like it's almost like improv, you know? Yeah, it kind of is like that. I think it's going to help improve both of our authoring abilities quite a bit just because yeah, it's like going to be constant practice and like you have really good pointers where you're like this sentence is a little bit clunky this would be a better way to say it uh, and i have a problem keeping in the same tense uh so it's nice to have feedback on that stuff which is great and i get it often so that's cool yeah no i mean your writing is great like i mean i do i still have clunk like every time i open up my word document and check out what i've been working on i'm just like oh my god that's just not the way it's supposed to look you know <laughs> and it's just like this thing that you can always 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 for the rest of your life get better at you know like you'll, you'll never yeah, writing is such an interesting thing yeah it's it's cool i mean it, it really is very much like like learning how to play an instrument you know yeah, and i'm very familiar like yeah i'm like really familiar with that process so uh you can totally do both like you can learn instruments learn how to write learn how to draw do whatever you want um you just kind of really have to work through you have to learn how to learn to do yes. things you know like you have to learn it's a good like, way of putting in yeah and you know trusting certain processes and you know being okay with like not being okay with the results right. and slowing you know? down slowing like, down it's gonna take yeah. so long i know chad and i were going over like chad because chad just started learning how to play guitar yeah. he was like how do you do the upstroke thing i want to do that and i was just like ah oh, buddy like maybe you should work on it's like yeah, you're not, you're not like... an upstroke guy right now you know <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not saying Which like you'll never be no it's more like dudes just don't it's like there's like a thousand small things you need right. to learn and you can't learn them like, all simultaneously no because you won't get anywhere like you'll just no. be trying to 
learn it all at the same time. Especially with things where you kind of are creative and you use them to express yourself. It's really important, I feel like, to, in somewhat of a quick time frame, get to a point where you can like do the tiniest of ditties. Because then you can like feel like you've accomplished something and you're like, okay, cool. I'm not just doing all this work for nothing and being able to like play like terrible chords. Well, and the cool thing about guitar, if any of you listening are interested in learning how to play guitar, I mean, it really is the most rewarding instrument to play because with, like I said, I can play like seven different instruments and guitar is easily the most rewarding one for beginners because like I I prefer personally playing drums more, but with guitar, you can sit in a fairly quiet space and pretty much nobody will hear you. And if you know mm-hmm. like four chords, you can do a lot with that. Like you can do, yeah. you can learn so many different songs. You can start working on how to sing while you're playing. If you keep everything really simple and you just focus on that, like the the guitar very much gives back to you, you know, like a C chord really on does. a guitar will sound awesome forever oh. hitting a crash cymbal usually sounds like shit you right. know like <laughs> it usually <laughs> sounds bad you know but um then c to f ooh, that transition oh. eight eight you know, yeah yep it's it's fantastic yeah but, i'm uh, working on my major chords it's i have developed a whole level new level of respect for guitar players man some of the, the contortions that you have to do with your fingers to make some of these notes work and, and the chords especially are brutal so weird because like like i've been playing guitar for like 20 years now you were like ah this this b chord and yeah, i was dude, like, like oh b yeah minor, the b dude, yeah i forgot about the b breaking me open yeah, dude, the b major. oh it's rough no for years i was like i never wanted to play songs that had b's in them because the b yeah i just the... can't like do yeah. it all <laughs> you'll get it you'll figure no, it out it's funny i've like my hand and wrist has gotten a lot more comfortable in the position mm-hmm. but then after i i'll be like play for a while and like I usually just like kind of zone in and like 40 minutes later, I'm like, cool, I'm done. And then I'll like take it off and I like bend my wrist a different way. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so you get those calluses too, though. You get the yeah, nice, I've been working nice on that. calluses on. I had calluses on my hands from playing drums. Uh, when I was oh, wow. playing, when I was playing in bands like a lot, I had like massive calluses on my hands, like uh, right below my pinky on my left hand, and in my middle, like on my second joint on my middle finger on my left hand. Right, because that's yeah. where it's going up and down. Yeah, man, like the calluses there were so intense. I had to like pop blisters sometimes. Wow, did Sorry, you ever like bleed yeah. during shows? Yep, yep, that's happened. Wow, that's so hardcore. Mostly so from, I mean, not because I'm like so passionately playing, but it's because like I'll accidentally like hit my finger against like the snare drum rim and the stick you know so i've like i've like hit i've just been like i don't know probably like drunk or whatever and like (laughs) like like hit my pinky or my ring finger really hard up against the metal rim of a snare drum and it's like I've got like a quarter of a second to be like, ow, before I have to hit it again. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and it's just like bloody now. Have you ever like dropped a stick and just been like, oh no. And like had to like make do with one until you somehow got it, the other one back. Cause like the yeah. drums are so important to a song. Oh like, yeah. They go away uh, and the song fails. So I've dropped sticks uh, quite a few times. I, I wasn't doing it as much kind of more as I got better at drums, but I definitely have had some shows where, you know, I'm, it's like 300 people in a room. We were playing a song and then there goes a stick. It's gone. Ooh. Probably because I was like, I used to like, I used, I didn't, I never like throw my sticks or anything like that. But right. I, I had like this weird kind of like habit where sometimes between beats or if I was like transitioning to a separate part of the kit, I would like flip my left stick. Not like I wouldn't spin it, like twirl it, but I would like flip it around one of my fingers for mm. some reason. Like, I don't know why I started doing that. 
but it, it wasn't really cool. I wasn't doing it because I was like, yeah, I have time to do this now. <laughs> you know, but like it was just like this weird thing I started doing. I did that. I remember. I remember vividly. I did that, and sometimes usually the stick will just like kind of like it'll bounce off like your thigh or the the rim of the snare drum. It'll just kind of right. like fall. You know, and you can kind of swoop down and grab it, and it's it's a little flub, but everybody can see it. And everyone knows what happened, and it's you can usually be pretty seamless about it. But one time, I dropped it, and <laughs> it bounced like perfectly off of my rack tom, and then just flew. <laughs> and I and I didn't have any other sticks, so I had to like literally <laughs> like get up and grab it. Wow! And so that's why if if you're performing, if you're if you want to perform drums, everybody make sure you have like one extra stick if because if you've got an extra stick like on your kick drum or in a stick holder or whatever you can just grab it really whip it out real fast yeah i have a signed stick from you that's broken from one of your like first bench shows yeah i found it the other day actually i was like looking through a drawer and i was like oh here's a stick this is evan's stick oh that's pretty cool yeah yeah i don't um yeah breaking sticks uh doesn't super happen to me anymore it used to when i um because i used to keep do that I guess um, in the rim. They like wear off, like they wear down. So like, I know we're super off topic, but I like talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But like, so with snare drums, there's a lot of different stuff you can do with a snare drum. So like a lot of the time people will kind of tilt it toward them a little bit so that you're not hitting the rim with the middle of mm. your stick. And then some people like will keep their snare drums really flat and you can do what's called a rim shot, which is when you hit the, the rim and the, the, the batter head, like the skin oh, like... at the same time. So it hits like really, really loud. You know, if you do it like that, because if you just hit the the tip of the stick against the batter head, like it's loud. But if you hit like a lot of the stick with the rim, like on the batter head, it makes a much louder sound. Probably a nice clean like crack too. It sounds great, but if you do it too much, you're going to wear down the middle of your sticks. Hmm. Um, So if you wear it down too much, eventually it's going to snap in half. Another thing too is like if you have your hi-hats or your cymbals set at like a a weird spot and you're hitting with like the front like part of your stick but not the actual tip you know like so where the front of the, st- the stick tar- starts to turn sure right 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 the, into the tip of it it like uh, narrows down into the yeah, little ball or whatever. so you can kind of like fray the edges of sticks and that that's i do that you know my hi-hats are at a strange spot and like I does it start muddying that. the sound yeah no really i mean unless you've got it. like 17 microphones right. on your drums and stuff like yeah i don't know it, like see yeah, all that stuff is really weird like miking drums and trying to get a good sound quality out of that stuff yeah i learned how to do it you know like really how many microphones does it take for like the average drum kit so for like a normal like four-piece kit like a snare kick drum rack tom floor tom and then like a crash a ride and hi-hats like it's just a basic drum set typically what i what i personally would do and if any if anyone's an audiophile out here you're probably screaming at me through your (laughs) speakers but like what i typically do is i'll take the batter head off like the front head off of the kick drum and then i'll fill up the kick drum with blankets and then stick a kick mic like really deep in there and then put another you put another blanket over that you take a like a sure 57 mic and put it on the snare drum and a mic for each of the toms if you want to, but you don't really need to. Well, so you have like a mic like, for each one of the... You don't necessarily need to. You can just use one overhead for the toms. But again, like there's a huge debate on like whether or not you should do that. Some people totally. tune their toms. I've never... Wow, that's crazy. I mean, if there's like, if it's like a hip hop show and it, and they're doing it with like live drums, I really prefer when they mic each one so they can control yeah. it a little bit. It's like the voice yeah. isn't like sitting on top of the drums. It's like in the drums, you know, it's like... The difference between like a well 
mixed live hip hop show and a bad one is night and day. And I saw Kendrick night Lamar. At, Me too. Um, oh my god! Did you see him with the live band? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, his, his drummer, is his drummer so is great. ridiculous. Yeah. Like his whole band was amazing, but like yeah. that drummer, oh he was a, one of the top five uh best hip-hop shows i've ever seen actually he was very very good i didn't really like kendrick very much before his show and then i was like oh, man this guy's like a wizard of his craft and then i yeah. got really into him after i saw him yeah i saw him right after he released uh to pimp a butterfly in los Ooh, angeles nice. and it was the first time he had played los angeles in a while so the crowd was really excited about it. oh <laughs> like, i bet, were, dude that must be yeah, a good show it was very cool i saw him and then right after it i saw lcd sound system Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was so awesome. Dude, the best uh, hip hop show I've ever seen was Jurassic Five. Aren't they from Man, Oregon? I don't think so. No, maybe not. Yeah. It's got like Charlie Tuna, you know, like I'm the syllable killer. That's purple gorilla. I think I anybody illid in the one in the mirror. He's got that like Jurassic lovely deep voice, you know. Where are they from? I have no idea. There's like five of them or something. But oh, they're from uh, LA. They have the like what's golden song. Um some classics for sure. And they're just like they're they have this song where they're like uh, we're not like rappers, we're entertainers. And that's so true to the way they perform. It was just like so clear. It sounded like on the album, and that's very hard to do for hip hop. Oh, Cool Nuts is from Oregon. Okay, that was bugging me. I was like, who the hell is from Oregon? Yeah, Cool Nuts. Oh, Amine is from Oregon too. Okay. Amine. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love this Amine. From you know Amine? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty obscure. Speaking of music, actually, it's so funny that we were talking about music for so long because our fictional fun fact has to do with a, um, Ooh, a, a musical segue. artist. Yeah, right. A musical artist from Portland, Oregon, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'll read this out for everybody. Uh, the fictional fun fact is Colin Malloy, the singer and frontman of the Decemberists, is also an author. He has penned multiple children's books along with his wife, Carson Ellis, namely the Wildwood series and the stars did wander darkling, which just came out like last year. Wow. Have you seen the Wildwood books? Uh, no, like, no, I haven't. They're all over the place. Like every time I go into like a YA section at a store, they're very, because uh, he's from uh, Portland. And so every time I go to Powell's and like the YA section, they're very much on display, you know, right. Uh, Repping a, the local author. And um, I'm pretty sure I haven't read Wildwood, but, um, we have an area in Portland called Forest Park, and um, so Portland is kind of like bisected by the Willamette River. Uh, so we've got like downtown, like the west side of Portland, which is where all like the tall buildings and stuff are, and then we've got the east side, which is where all the bars and strip clubs are. So like that's where <laughs> that's like basically Portland for you. And then west of the west side, where all the, where downtown is, is somewhere called Forest Park. It's a very like popular part of the town and everything but i guess that's where colin malloy set the events of this like children's fantasy series i've been kind of meaning to get to them um apparently the illustrations are really good i'm not like a gigantic fan of the decemberists like uh, eh, like i i just kind of missed that whole like freak folk wave personally yeah, like I, I like i like the shins a lot the shins are from portland too the they shins have a are great good songs I mean, portland's yeah. got a pretty good music scene kind of forget sometimes yeah. that they have so it's many all right. it's yeah. all right. i mean there's not really like i mean like amine is from here uh and then yeah. like starfucker is from here and i love starfucker okay. they're like one of my favorite bands and then like the thermals i guess like the oh shins. Thermals, yeah. I, I mean like modest mouse is like te technically from here are but, they really yeah but like oh, i didn't know that why do you why do you say technically and not like, i mean all the way? they're from washington but like they live here. Uh, okay. Right. It's weird right. to say like, like when bands are from places, you know what I mean? Because it's like the Shins are from uh, Albuquerque. Like they're not oh, even, wow. but they're like from, like Portugal the Man is from Portland, but they mm. actually started in Alaska, you know? Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And then like moved down there when they got, I mean, like technically like your band was from band, but then you went right, to exactly. Portland and you were like playing there longer than you were in band. Sorry from it's hard to tell. Yeah, M Ward and like she and him, I guess Zoe Deschanel is not from Portland, but uh, M Ward is from Portland. Yeah. There's some decent stuff here. I mean, like I haven't really been part of the scene in a long time. I've just been doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, for like, real. If you ever come here and visit, you know, there's some pretty cool spots to go. I mean, we've got bookstores and music and venues and coffee shops Powell's and bars. Yeah. It's a great bookstore. No, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff here for sure. It's just kind of expensive. Yeah, you know? it really like, is. It's really the only thing that's making me like, not really want to live here anymore. Is just how expensive it is, you know, but Straight it's just up. like such a vibrant, like there's, there's multiple book festivals. There's multiple bookstores and pals you would think is like eating up all the other used bookstores and stuff but no there's like quite a few of them you know like pals doesn't have like a, a total monopoly on bookstores in portland uh, it has a pretty big one like <laughs> right like, I mean, it's kind of crazy though yeah if you think it about it i mean it's it, like huge yeah they by by all rights like there shouldn't be any other used bookstores in portland because pals is like one of the biggest bookstores in the world right you know? but they're ginormous i mean they get lost in there yeah but i mean Sometimes I don't really want to go to Pals. There's like a nah. thousand people in there, you know? I like, love like the little tiny where there's just like some person who's sitting there. Like they probably should be organizing, book, organizing books because there's like piles everywhere, but they're sitting there like reading one, like drinking their coffee. I'm like, this is a good coffee, a good bookstore. Yeah, I was, I was just in Belmont Books. And if the owner, I don't think the owner is listening to it, but he might be. But he probably um, is. Him and I chat a decent amount every time I go in there. Um, and he's like, let me film around. Is that your big deal? No, I don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> I'm not like, just so you know. Also, I'm, just so you know. Yeah, Belmont Books is probably my favorite bookstore in town, I would say. Okay. It's a very good shop. It's really quiet. The The owner is super, super nice. But ex except for one time, I did see he was like shelving some stuff. And there was just this massive pile of books, like just cardboard boxes piled on cardboard boxes. There wasn't even like a label on any of it. It was just Whoa. all these like... Uh, like mailer boxes full of like these crappy little paperback books and then this woman came up behind him and was like do you take used books and i saw his eyes close for a second <laughs> like while he was like reaching up to shelf something and he was just like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna kill this person like you know what he was no, just like don't. yes we, do, we do every single day and it was yeah it was you could tell he was a little stressed because um i feel like owning a small bookstore would be amazing but also really stressful because of the yeah. sheer amount of books that you're trying to organize and like you're trying to keep up a certain like storefront like you can't just like throw all of the books everywhere except right. there is a store here in portland that t totally does that but <laughs> we should go you should come up here we should go to uh we should go on a, a bookstore slash bar uh Ooh, that'd be awesome like drink Bookstore, yeah, like have drink, a drink, go bookstore. to a bookstore. Dude, every time we go to a bookstore, it's like, man, I bought more books at this bookstore Seriously. than I did the last one. But I would, I'll come up flush for that one for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we end this episode, I got to throw out uh, my exciting, exciting news because team, we did it. We broke the three reviews in one week record and we got four. So thank you hey. so much, my friends. You killed it. I'm going to read the names here real fast. So we've got by TB Hank Tank. My favorite book podcast, your favorite book reviewer with all the other ones, TB Hank Tank. <laughs> uh, then we've got the only podcast I consistently listen to by Abby JH, which That's was a pretty high awesome. praise. Yeah, that's so really, that's really cool. Thank you. I mean, like I, I know personally what it means to consistently come back and listen to something. It's a big deal. Like it's a yeah. very, very big deal that you guys are like coming back repeatedly 
to listen to our podcast. I know exactly how important it is to you to have that consistency. Uh, it's yeah, it's awesome. And it really makes my day reading. Like I, you know, I like the reviews for like all the SEO stuff as well. But like, man, it's just really great hearing this feedback, and it just really makes my day every time. Uh, we've got another best book podcast by Heather M. Thank you so much. Uh, and Heather M. Uh, is a teacher, and she teaches. Uh, she's like a reading teacher to kids, and she's like. I am not ashamed to say that I refer to Evan and Chad so much that my students think that you are my actual friends. <laughs> we are we your are. actual yeah. friends, Heather I mean, yeah. I loved that one a lot. If you hit me up on uh, Discord or Instagram or Patreon, then uh, I'll it'll, I'll get back to you. But it'll take me like three weeks, but I will get back to you. <laughs> Talk to those kiddos for you. Uh, and then we've got the Californian in Norway who said, on Monday, you guys mentioned that your podcast made it up to 58 on the charts on Norway. I took I took full responsibility for that as I've been going <laughs> through two to three episodes a day since last week. Nice. Wow, so, And that was so by cool. Set D. So thank you, you Californian Norway. And Norway uh, is on the thank you charts again this week because I couldn't leave them out because, you know, that comment. And also we're killing it at Check this out. 69th. Hey. The best number ever. Uh, we got Australia. Thank you. We are at 65th. The Netherlands coming in there, putting up the 98, just squeaking in under the 100. Stoked on that. Uh, but just isn't the Netherlands like three countries? No, I can clear that up for you, though, if you're curious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I that, thought. So there's like, oh, and please, everybody, if you're from the Netherlands, I'm sorry if I messed this up. Okay, so the Netherlands is a country, right? Okay. Holland, Holland is a region of the netherlands ah I'm pretty sure and then they call themselves or other people call them the dutch so wow that's confusing. it's like a whole weird thing i know i had to clear that up and they're all wearing wooden shoes no <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn it <laughs> well they are listening to book reviews kill that's for sure and we thank you for it Netherlands. Uh, Saudi Arabia, what's up? Coming in at 83. Pretty stoked on that one. Uh, got a freshie on the board today. And Thanks very then, much. Uh, uh, thank you, Saudi Arabia. That is awesome. And then uh, finally, we have the Philippines killing it at 57th. So thank you, Philippines. I wish I was down there sailing your archipelago. <laughs> <laughs> is it an archipelago? I think it's arch, 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 archipelago. It says a G-I-O in it. I think it's archipelago. Uh, no, no. Nope, it's no, archipelago. Yeah, yeah, yep. Archipelago. You are right. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. Well, the archipelago. All right. Know how to say that word now. <laughs> cool. Yep. That's what we're here for, everybody. We will yep. help you pronounce words that are. Maybe kind I just of don't deceptive. read very much, you know? You got to read more. Um, dude, you know, uh, aluminum. The Brits oh. are killing oh. us on that one. It's aluminium. Yeah, that's. um. I don't know what happened and there. And it's spelled <laughs> that way, too. Uh, is it? Yeah. I don't think it is, Ben. Nah, look it up. Oh, nope. It's spelled aluminum. No, you can also spell it aluminium. Oh, That's like the original. Oh, we changed it. On Wikipedia, because we were it just says, like, we're okay. right. Okay. Wow. We really did just take that eye out of there. <laughs> yeah, no, we were just like, F you, Britain. We were just like, no. We threw some T into the C and the I out of aluminum. Uh, and it's really funny um, with British and American English, you know, because we, we put Zs in places where yeah, they have the S's. Or O-U-G-H's? Yeah, it's really Man. odd that we... I don't know how that happened. Um, If you're listening and you're kind of like a language nerd, I would like to know why. Is it because America wanted to dis distance itself from the kings? I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> we got to be so different. Hope you don't mind if I go out speaking the kings. <laughs> yeah. Aluminum or aluminium, both are technically like, correct. You know what sucks too is like, I can't just start saying aluminium because... 
people get everyone mad at me here. You, yeah. yeah like, everyone will say you're wrong. And it's kind of a cooler sounding word. I wish that was what we called it. Aluminium. Dude, did you know that uh, in New Zealand they call their ice box chili bins? <laughs> yeah. I just put some things in the chili bin. <laughs> Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever That's heard? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we're off in awesome entomology land, we should probably uh, wrap this baby up, huh? Yep. I think that'd be a great idea. That's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute, Mine and Chad's favorite episode to do on here. I'll give you a break on uh, pushing you for more reviews, but so we'll we'll just sit on top of our four mountaintop for a minute. I mean, if you want to leave us a, re- a review, please do that. It really Absolutely. makes my day. And then I'll, but I'll, I'll leave you guys have a, a week without me pushing you. And next week we're hitting that five though, for sure. <laughs> And also, everybody, we do have a Patreon. It helps us out a ton. Please go check that out. Also, we have a Discord. My Myself and Chad both have Instagram pages and TikTok pages. And, and a YouTube. I have a Threads account. Go follow Me all that do. cool stuff. And uh, yep, and make sure to check out the YouTube channel because we are uploading stuff to that all the time. Um, Indeed we are. And the more people that sub to it, the more motivated we will be <laughs> to keep up on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that's going to do it for ever, for us today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Again, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.